Welcome to Mr. F. Diggs Movies, the only movie review podcast where there's no review yet. I'm your host, Mr. F. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, everybody, and listening to the only interactive movie review podcast in the history of the world. That's right. I said interactive. The reason I haven't done my review yet is that I was waiting for you. So you get to join me. I'm going to be figuring out, writing about, talking about my movie as the show goes on so that you can talk about whatever movie or TV show you want to talk about and maybe pick up a trick or two along the way. This week's movie is Knock at the Cabin, the new movie by the master M. Night Shyamalan. Now, you don't have to be talking about Knock at the Cabin. I'm going to be talking about Knock at the Cabin. You go ahead and talk about whatever movie, whatever show you want to. It can be something you just watched. It can be an old classic. It doesn't matter. You know, the only thing that does matter is that you talk about the movies and TV because the universe needs you to talk about movies. Now, maybe you like movies, maybe you like TV shows, and you just want to listen to whatever I have to say about Knock at the Cabin. That's awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out. Happy to have you. Love you. But maybe you're already talking about movies a bunch. Maybe you love talking about movies with your friends. Maybe you post stuff on TikTok or YouTube or whatever new crazy thing the social media conglomerate people have come up with. I don't know. I don't follow it. Now, if you do that, this is the place to do that. I am here for it. I am here for talking about movies and helping you talk about movies in different ways or even more fun ways. The goal is to build a ginormous squad of critics who are going to take over the universe. Let's have fun. Let's talk about movies and TV shows together. Now, before I began talking about Knock at the Cabin this week, I told you it's an interactive podcast. I want to hear what you're digging. And I got a review in my inbox this week. I'm going to share part of it. This is from BT. BT lives in Kentucky. Thank you, BT, for sending something into the show. This is her review about Elvis, the new movie from Baz Luhrmann starring Austin Butler. Um, BT, thanks so much for sharing what you dig. Let's hear what BT's got to say. I'm going to read part of her review. She writes, The intro into the movie featuring a clip of Suspicious Minds is actually one of the best parts. Each piece of the movie is so advanced. Austin Butler expresses extreme emotion so strongly, not holding anything back. He makes each scene flow so naturally as if he really was there as Elvis. Now this next part, folks, this is me talking, not BT, by the way. This is one of my favorite parts. I want to talk about this. She writes, scene by scene, song by song, this movie was extremely accurate. Take the If I Can Dream scene, for example. If you compare the clips from the movie in the actual comeback special, You can see the movements are dead on. Now, what I love about BT's review is she takes things that she knows about life, and in this case, the life of Elvis, and she uses her knowledge of stuff uh, to make connections, to analyze more closely the movie that she's watching. Um, You know, she's going to go later on. Well, why don't I just read it later on? She says, I have countless DVDs filled with Elvis concerts and none of them are as compelling or spark my curiosity or interest quite as much. I love in this review, again, that she's taking stuff she knows 
from outside the movie and connecting it to the movie. The first example is like a fact, like, hey, that's dead on accurate of what the comeback special was like. What I love about that last sentence, when she says none of them are as compelling or spark my curiosity interest quite as much, is that she's taking what she knows about Elvis on an emotional level. So it's not just like facts and knowledge. Like you don't have to be an expert to do this when you talk about movies to connect it to stuff in real life. You can just take something you're watching that makes you feel a certain way and connect that feeling, not just facts. Now, BT here, she's like apparently some Elvis guru. And that's going to make a lot of sense. That's kind of an easy thing to figure out. Like if you're watching a movie on Elvis and, oh, I know a bunch about Elvis, it's easy to make that connection. But I just want you all to know out there that it doesn't have to be such an obvious connection. When she's talking about how, how the film and how other things make her feel, you know, when you're watching a movie or a TV show and you feel something, you can make a connection not by to something that's similar with the subject of what you're watching, but to that emotion you're feeling. So think of something else in this world that makes you feel the same way. You can make that connection through that way. Okay. And it's still going to pop. It's still going to be really meaningful for whoever's listening to you or reading. BT. Thanks so much for sending in your work. You are now officially a diggable critic because I dig what you're writing, diggable, and you're sharing me what you're digging. So I dub you a diggable critic. Folks out there, what are you all digging? I want to know. Like, seriously, I do. Hit me up with what you're talking about the movies. Okay. Hit me up with what you're digging. You can send it to me at Mr. F, that's MRF, Mr. F digs movies at gmail.com. Let me know if you want me to. I might even share what you're writing like I did with BT here on the pod. If the idea of everyone, like all 12 people who regularly listen to this podcast, if that kind of freaks you out, you don't want people hearing what you dig, that's all right. I'd love it if you'd send it to me because I want to know. But if you write down something like, please don't share, I won't share it. Let's get into this week's movie. All right, it's time to start talking about movies together. It begins now. Let's go. I'm going to be talking about Knock at the Cabin. You don't have to talk about that movie. You can talk about whatever movie or show you want. I'm going to give folks a quick summary of Knock at the Cabin, though. The story is a family goes on a getaway to an isolated cabin in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, and their their lovely vacation is interrupted by four people who arrive and tell the family, you're going to have to sacrifice one of yourselves in order to prevent the apocalypse. I can't imagine that Airbnb is going to get a very positive review after that. All right, it's time to grab your popcorn, folks. What do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean by that. We're going to collect a bunch of ingredients, a bunch of material, a bunch of good stuff that we can talk about our movie or show with. So I call this stage popcorn. You're going to write down. No, look, for reals, you're going to. You're going to write down a list of things that you noticed in your movie of things that you thought about when you were watching your movie and maybe questions that you had when you're watching your movie. Anything, really. There's no real rules here. Just any thought you had, any reaction you have, make a list. It can be about the movie as a whole. 
It can be about like one line that someone said. It could be something you saw hanging on the wall that just like, ooh, that's a cool, like, you know, old school cuckoo clock. I don't know, whatever it is. I can't tell you what you notice. If you notice it, it's it's good. Write down as much as you can. You can hit pause to do this either right now or I'm going to share you my list of popcorn that I've got so far uh, from Knock at the Cabin. If you want to listen to my list and then hit pause to do your list, that's okay too. Here we go. Here is my list of stuff I noticed in Knock at the Cabin. Number one, Dave Bautista. Oh my goodness. He can act. He was super good. Another thing is, um, I was wondering a question, is this a movie about how we receive information these days? The question I had is why can't they just leave the cabin? Like if you're telling people the apocalypse is gonna happen, so you need to kill one of your, your family members, like, I don't know, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to know for sure whether I go through with that decision. Like why couldn't they just leave the cabin and see what was happening? Another thing I noticed, there's a grasshopper metaphor. There's a scene in the very beginning of the film where when the daughter is collecting grasshoppers. And I think that's a metaphor and I love the metaphor because it's a trick, not like not the fake out, but like, it's just, a, it, it means something. It doesn't mean what you might think it means at first. So I love that. Obviously Dave Bautista and an eight year old girl are very different in size. Bautista is a giant. Um, when is not. And I think that's very symbolic of their relationship in the movie. And one more thing, you know, when is telling someone um, about having, she's got two dads, the family's two dads and their daughter, when, and she says at school, the teachers say to me really loudly and with big smiles, you're so lucky to have two dads. And the way they say that makes me feel they think the opposite. That just, that line really, really stuck with me. Maybe that's because I'm an adoptive parent. Maybe that's because I don't know why it's because, but that really stuck out to me. You got this guys. That's, that's my popcorn. Okay. I've got like a little bag. It's got the popcorn in it. I'm not going to eat it quite yet because I haven't popped it yet. It's still in kernels. Write down all the kernels you found in your movie. Okay. And don't listen to a voice. If you have a voice, it's like negative in your head saying that, Oh, like, don't write that down. That's dumb. That's not important. Smack it. Like, don't smack yourself. Don't hurt yourself. But like, listen, if you notice something, if you think something, then it's important enough to write down. Okay. We all notice different things when we watch movies. That's what makes talking about them so fun and so interesting. That's what makes you so fun and interesting. Okay. So if you haven't yet, hit pause, write down your list of popcorn. Okay. So we don't really have popcorn yet. We've got the kernels. We've got a bunch of unpopped kernels. Here's how to pop your popcorn. I'm going to give you a list of things to do. You ready? Here we go. Look at your list and everything on your list is probably going to be either a notice or a thought, which may be an opinion as well. If you got, if you wrote down your opinion, that's a thought or it could be a question. And what I want you to do is I want you to identify each of the things on your list, put like a little N next to things from the movie that you noticed, like things you saw or heard or lines of people said. Put a little T next to any thought or opinion you had about what you're watching. If it's a question, put a Q, put a little question mark, or you can, you know, color coded highlighting, whatever you want to do. No one's checking your work. It's whatever works for you. Now, once you've got everything identified, I want you, I mean, you can do all of them if you want, but for now, pick three. Pick the three 
things that you would be most excited to talk about with somebody, you know, whether that's you talking about them, or maybe that's just you, if you want to listen to people talk about them, what do you think are the three most interesting things that you have? Mark those. All right. Now it's time that we're actually going to pop this popcorn. You're ready. Here we go. Look at the three things you chose. If you have a notice for any of them, here's what you're going to do. Okay. Take your notice. And I want you to write down a bunch of thoughts you have about that thing you noticed. How does the thing you notice, how does it make you feel? What's your opinion about it? Does it work in the movie? Is it good? Is it bad? How does it help? Uh, does it remind you of anything from your life, from another movie, from a story, from whatever? Okay. Anything you think about. Okay. If you're thinking like, what do you mean? What do I think? I don't know. I can't think for you. You have, believe it or not, a bunch of amazing, incredible thoughts in your brain of yours, okay? Just spend some time with yourself and get to them. Now, maybe you have some thoughts that you're going to talk about potentially. If you have a thought in your top three, the way to pop that popcorn is just go backwards. You're going to write down everything you noticed in the movie that led you to think that. Now, if you have a question, you get a choice. And your choices are what we just did, notices or thoughts. For example, if you got a question, you could go back to the movie and write down the things you noticed that led you to that question. Or you could share your thoughts about the question. Like, do you want to take a guess as to the answer? Or do you want to say, what does that make, what does that question make you think about? Like you can answer it just regardless of the movie if you want to. If you do that for questions, a lot of times when I do questions, I find myself bouncing back and forth. Like I'll write down something I noticed and then a thought I have and kind of go back and forth. If that's happening to you, that's perfect. That's like the, when the best stuff comes out. Okay. So don't worry about doing this perfect. Don't worry, folks, about doing any of this perfect. Okay. Just do it how you do it. Okay. You can hit pause, by the way. If you want to hit, hit pause now and pop your popcorn by taking your notices and giving them thoughts or taking your thoughts or giving you notices or giving both of those things to all your questions. You can do that now. Or if you want to hear what I do, just to kind of like see what I'm talking about, maybe a little bit more clearly, see how I do it. Maybe that'll help you out. You can hit pause after. Here we go. I think the three most interesting things that I feel like talking about is number one, I noticed Dave Bautista was awesome. Okay. Now that's a thought. That's an opinion. What I need to do is I need to come up with things from the movie that made me think that he was so awesome. So I have to kind of explain where I got that from. And I think where I got that from is he has such unbelievable faith in what he's doing. Like he arrives at the cabin. This isn't a spoiler. Don't worry, because it's all in the trailer. He arrives at the cabin and says, look, the apocalypse is going to happen. You need to, one of you needs to kill one of the others. And like, he believes that so much. I'm just thinking if you're watching the movie and you don't believe that he believes what he's talking about, like if he, if you pick up the idea that it's a scam or that he's just kind of, you know, been brainwashed by someone, like it's not, it's not a good movie to be honest. Like to be a good movie, this movie has to have someone like this has to be real or at least feel real. Right. Now look what just happened. I started out with a thought. I came up with some notices. And that bounced me to another thought. Like I said, sometimes you go back and forth, but you know what we're doing here? We're popping popcorn, baby. Look, I got a lot of yummy stuff that I might write about. Nice. Here I go back. I'm, now I'm going to go to the second uh, piece of popcorn. 
is the shots, the close-ups. Now that's something I noticed. Like it's a fact. There are a lot of close-up shots. People's face fill the frame very often in this movie. So I have to think, how does that make me feel? What do I think about that? What's my opinion of that move? I picked this up on TikTok. I, I don't know who from, but like he said, like when the camera moves and you're close to someone or far away from someone, think of like, when do you do that in real life? So for this, like, when do you get up close to somebody in real life? Uh, I think you get up close when you want to tell them a secret. I think you get up close when you want to whisper something. I think you get up close when something's very important or that you just, you want to be listened to. You want to be seen. And I think I need to think about that more. Like I, 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 I'm trying to think now, what do the characters want when they're in close up? Do they want any of those things? Are they telling secrets? Are they saying something important? Do they want to be seen? I think maybe it's it's important. Maybe the movie's saying it's important to see everybody because like everybody gets a close up. I feel like maybe we don't pay attention enough to people. Maybe maybe we need to look at both sides of issues more often. I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. I think that's some pretty good popcorn. I don't know if I'm going to use it in my review, but I I may. I mean, I popped it. It's just sitting there. Okay. My third one is a question. I'm going to talk about my questions. Why couldn't they leave the cabin? I'm going to go to, to notices. Like what I noticed in the movie is, you know, they come up with this ridiculously frightening announcement. They can't leave the cabin. They have to rely on TV reports and they also have to rely on some stories. I won't get into details where, you know, it's, they're not completely credible sources. And I just think it would be so much easier if you could just see things with your eyes rather than having to rely on maybes, you know, a lot of like situations where things could go either way. And now I'm going to go with a thought, like I said, go back and forth. It's kind of fun. This feels a lot like Santa Claus, right? Like to believe in Santa Claus, you have to go on faith. I mean, honestly, it feels like a lot like religion too. I think this is a movie about faith ultimately based on that. All right. Man, I, yeah, I feel like I got some pretty good popcorn. I bet you have some amazing popcorn too. Have you popped it? If so, we're going to go on to the next step. If you haven't popped your popcorn yet, please hit pause. The magic of podcasting means when you hit play again, I'll be right here. It's like, it's like I, I, I stopped for you however long it took you to pop your popcorn. It's magic. I'll still be here. All right. All right, guys, have fun popping. All right, look at all those amazing ingredients you got for your talk. I can smell the popcorn from here. It smells delicious. Your review or your talking about movies is going to be absolutely delicious. I can't wait to read it or listen to it. It's just about time to start writing, to start recording, or start talking to the people around you about whatever film or show you're doing. Now, I'm not a super fan of rules for writing because I don't like telling people how to talk about movies. Uh, talking about movies can be be anything. It doesn't have to be a review. Talk about the movies. Talk about TV shows however you want to. Maybe you found one uh, piece of popcorn that just fascinates you and you just want to go off on a rant about it. Great. Do that. Please. That would be really cool. I am going to give you, however, three rules before we all start writing and talking. Here we go. Rule number one is have fun. Okay. If you're not having fun doing this, you don't have to do it. You know, the way I look at it, there's no point in doing it. If we're not having fun, have a good time writing and talking about movies. Rule number two, do not listen to the negative voice inside you. 
I don't know about you, but I have this negative voice who sometimes tells me that my ideas are trash, uh, tells me that no one's going to care what you have to say. Why are you even doing this? You know, I guarantee, guarantee, guarantee there's at least one person out there who wants to hear what you've got to say. And that's me. I want to hear what you have to say. And actually, I can promise there's dozens and dozens, if not thousands and thousands of other people who would love to hear what you have to say about your movie or show. You don't have to share it with any of them. But whatever you're writing and whatever you're thinking, guys, do it. It's important. And the third rule is be nice. You know, it's hard to make a movie. No one goes out to make a movie that is terrible and that no one will like. Like some people actually make terrible movies that are supposed to be like so bad they're funny and like, but they still want to entertain people. That's still a skill. No one sets out to make a piece of garbage. So don't treat them like garbage. Okay. Talking badly about movies and people who make them. It's kind of like using the dark side of the force. It's quicker, easier, and more seductive. But if you keep talking bad about the movies, you'll eventually get your hand sliced off by a lightsaber and wind up being thrown down a reactor shaft. Nobody, nobody wants that. So we are going to say our diggable critic pledge. Please repeat after me. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to all the movies, the good ones, the bad, and the ugly, and to all the stories for which we stand in laughter, in tears, and with entertainment for all. Amen. Namaste and inshallah, folks. Here we go. Now, I'm going to be the one hitting pause this time because I'm going to start writing my report card review. That's what I like to do. Sometimes I write differently or talk differently about the movies, but that's what I'm going to be working on right now. I'm going to hit record again whenever I come across something that I think could be a tip or a pointer for you to try out and you can add it to whatever movie or show you're talking about too. All right. All right. Here we go. So I've got a sentence, folks. And the sentence says what I want it to say, but I just don't find it very interesting. Um, I find it honestly a bit lame. I'm going to tell you what my sentence is. Here's my lame sentence. It's a fascinating story that has questions of faith, of information silos, of human connection, of marginalization, of hope altogether. Knock of the Cabin does talk about all those things and has all those elements in it, but I don't know. I, I read that sentence and I bore myself reading it, and I'm the one who wrote it. So here's a tip. Let's talk a little bit about verbs. The verb to be and to have. You know, these are very important verbs in our language. We use them all the time, but they're not very, how do you say, action-y, right? They're not action-y verbs. You know, just being, existing is an action, really. So like if you have a sentence that's you are funny, you know, when I was a middle school teacher, I would ask kids all the time, what's the verb? And you are funny. They say, funny? Nope. You? Nope. I'd be like, how is are a verb? That's not an action word. Well, technically, like I said, it is. Existing is an action. Just having something in your hand is an action. But what gave all those students over the years trouble was they're not very action-y. You're going to need to use these verbs, is, was, are, be, have, has, had. You're going to use them in your writing, but if you can ever replace them with an action-er verb, now I'm just going crazy making up words. If you come up with something, let's say more action-y, it's always going to be better. I'm going to take uh, the verb has, the has questions of faith, of information silos, of human connection, of marginalization, blah, 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 hope altogether. 
I'm going to see if I can get rid of the verb has. So I got to use my imagination. I'm actually imagining the writer who's also the director of Night Shyamalan. And, you know, I'm seeing now I'm maybe he throws these things together. Throw is a much more actiony verb than has. So instead of the, the story having, I'm going to get like more action. I'm going to have a, a man, the director, Mr. Shyamalan, throwing things together. Okay. So I've just made my sentence better by using a more actiony verb. So like if you can like imagine what's happening, you're probably going to get a better sentence and you're going to sound more interesting while you're talking about it. And, you know, by the way, I, I'm still kind of hungry. Um, I, I had breakfast. I'm thinking of breakfast. I made a smoothie and I just got, I'm imagining Mr. Shyamalan throwing all these things together. I'm like, what if we like threw them all in a blender and made a, a movie smoothie out of all these ingredients? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hang on one second. Let me just. Okay. Check this out. M. Night. This is my new sentence, by the way. M. Night Shyamalan creates a fascinating fable by chucking a bundle of deep and meaningful questions into a blender. Ooh. Yeah, that's better. And what are those questions? Um, they're about faith, about information silos. So. I'm going to, ooh, because I'm on a smoothie kick, I'm going to like make them ingredient sizes. So he chucks a bundle of deep and meaningful questions into a blender, a tablespoon of faith, two scoops of information silos, a teaspoon and a half of human connection, a dash of marginal marginalization zest, where well, like my Z and Z in that marginalization zest, and one healthy handful of hope. That says the same thing, but says in a lot more interesting way. I like it. I'm using that sentence. So again, folks, here's a tip. If you find yourself with a sentence like saying the movie is blah, 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 or the movie has blah, blah, blah in it, try to use a different verb for is, has, are, were, was. See what else you can use. Can you make it more action-y? Like you may have to like create like a fake scene. Like he's not really making a smoothie, but that's okay. That's what makes your talk that much more interesting. All right, give it a whirl, guys. All right, I'm going to keep going. You t you keep going too. Yes, have fun. <sighs> if, if you ever like been trying, you, like you have a good thought and you're trying to say it and, you, and you're either speaking out loud or you're, you're writing and it's just not, you can't make it make sense. Like you, you, like it's a good thought. Like you know what you want to say. It's right there in your head, but you try to say it or try to put it on paper or type it into your computer machine. And it's just like, ah, I can't do it. That's exactly what's happening to me now. I've been kind of banging my head against the wall. I actually found a bunch of paper and just like ripped it up into tiny pieces. That's how I process frustration. Oh, yeah. Ooh, here's a bag. Bags are even better. Hang on. I can't imagine I'm the only person who's ever felt this way. I'm going to bet you have too. So here's a little tip to get you through that time. If you're ever having a hard time saying something or writing it down, the trick is write what you want to say in very, very, very tiny, 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 short, short sentences. Okay. Make your sentences as tiny as possible. 
And what helps me is I write them down in a list. So like I had this huge paragraph I want to write about Leonard and about how the movie can't succeed unless we believe what that he believes what he's saying. And I tried it literally like eight different ways. And I don't know about you, but writing a whole paragraph eight times and looking at it eight times and saying, that's just garbage. Ah, I, I know I told you like to not listen to that voice, but like, I don't know, like I, what I want to say is good. So I'm good there. I just want to say it well. Okay. So there's kind of, kind of a difference. So like what I did was I wrote very short sentences and I put them in a list of like, this is the order, how I want to say them. So here, here's what I finally wrote. I wrote, there's no movie without Leonard. Boom. That's one sentence. The audience needs to believe him. That's number two. Bautista does two things wonderfully. That's three. Number four, that's how he makes us believe him. That's not going to be my paragraph. I'm going to add my other thoughts to it. But what that gives me, that's like a list. Like that's the order of what I want to say. I broke it down to its most basic form possible and I can move forward. Okay, and I actually wrote the paragraph. I'm kind of pleased with it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, if you're ever having a hard time saying what you want to say, make your sentences short, put them in the order you want, and then go back and, and add to them. Maybe you don't have to add to them. Like every once in a while, I do this trick, and like it turns out that three or four short sentences say something really, really well instead of like, you know, 12 long, complicated sentences. Okay. So yeah, if that's happened to you folks, use the tiny sentence trick. All right. I'm frustrated, but I'm getting somewhere good. So I actually feel good about myself. Yay. I hope you feel this way too. Go ahead and keep writing. I can't explain why, but for some reason I feel the word knock in the title is talking to me. Is anything in your movie speaking to you? Maybe it's a word from the title. Maybe it's a word from the movie. Maybe it's a whole line that someone says. Maybe it's a color you see a lot in the movie. Maybe it's an object that keeps popping up again over and over and over again. It could be anything. When that happens, if you notice something happening a lot or if you just feel like something is like sticking in your brain, listen to it. If it's talking to you, listen. Okay. And what do I mean by listening? I listen by writing down everything that that word or thing or color or whatever it is, whatever it reminds me of. So like maybe there's a lot of blue in your movie, like in Avatar, the, the water's blue, the, the, uh, the, the people, the Navi are blue. If I wrote down the word blue, I would write down everything makes me think of and use a bunch of those words in your review. And so here's how I'm, go I'm going to do this. When I hear a knock, I think of knockout and boxing. I think of knocking on wood for good luck. I think of knock knock jokes. You know, maybe I could I could say this is a knockout of a movie, or the the ending will knock you out, just like Muhammad Ali or whoever. Yeah, if you can use words associated with your movie in your review, that's going to make your 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 movie talk, your TV talk, even more interesting. What I'm going to do is I am going to pick knock knock jokes. And I am actually going to include a for reals knock knock joke, one that I made up myself in my piece. In fact, folks, I will tell you my knock knock joke. Actually, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. I'm going to save the punchline. You can go to mrfdigsmovies.com to read my full review and find out the punchline if you like. Here it is knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> 
interrupting Shyamalan. Ugh, interrupting Shyamalan. Ah! Go to the website, MrFDigsMovies.com. Yeah, I know my stuff. Um, yeah, to find out. So yeah, use stuff from the title, from the movie, to help describe all sorts of things about your movie. Now keep writing, folks. Keep on going. You've got this. You're doing amazing. Well, I think I just finished my writing. I hope your writing's going well. Now, don't forget, like, it took me a lot longer than this podcast right mine. Remember, I was hitting pause a lot. But I hope you're having fun. If you're not done yet, keep going. Remember the three rules, folks. Number one, have fun. That's probably the most important one. Number two, don't listen to that voice inside your head that says this isn't worth doing or you shouldn't be doing this or what you have to say isn't cool. Keep going for it. Okay, keep going for it in all shades of life, not just movies. Go for what you want. Don't listen to that voice. Number three, hope you're being nice. Um, Thanks for hanging out with me for so long. I'm going to give you my report card grades for Knock at the Cabin. I'm going to give the story an A minus. I'm going to give the people on the screen an A minus. I'm going to give film nerd stuff the way it's actually made. I'm going to give that an A. It's really impressed. The elective class for Knock at the Cabin is Faith. Now, how did I come up with Faith? If you remember me talking about uh, my popcorn, you'll know why I picked Faith. I'm going to give what it has to say about Faith an A. If I average all those together, it's an A minus. Final grade, Knock at the Cabin, A minus. Not too shabby, M. Night Shyamalan. Not too shabby at all. You can go to my website, MrFDigsMovies.com. You can see my full review. Go see that after all these rambling thoughts I've had, if you want to see the the review, not just for the reasons for the grades, but for how I worked everything I've been talking about into that review, you can check that out. Also on MrFDigsMovies.com, there's a bunch of resources to help you talk about movies in new, fun, interesting ways. You know, people love someone who can give them a good movie recommendation and talk about it well. You know, check it out. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, everyone, talking about the movies. I'd love to hear what you're watching, what you're digging out there, what you got to say about it. And remember, it's important what you have to say about it. I'd love to hear about it. Email me, MrFDigsMovies at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the pod, please subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, follow whatever you, you do out there in internet land. And remember, finally, the universe needs you to be talking about the movies and TV shows. So do it and have fun doing it. Stay safe out there, folks, and take care of each other. Peace. See you next week. (laughs) 